Hi, this is Taylor Thompson, original P1, and you are listening to the Drunkards United Football Show. It's like Malort for your ears. It took a few tries, Sam, but try, try again. It works out for us in the end. You didn't hear the intro. It was Taylor. I'll tell you after uh, after we get done here. Uh, I'll tell you what he said. Sounds good. It is that kind of magnificent broadcasting that the boys and girls have come to expect from this amazing show. With that, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the internet from me is the unsinkable Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing pretty well, bud. How are you? Uh, I, you're welcome, by the way. I'm welcome for what? I pissed you off just enough. I pissed you off just enough that you actually hit the fucking post this week. Ah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't know because you can't hear all of it. Um, but yes, yes, I in fact did hit the post, and uh, you're not taking credit well, for I, it I, I, in your traditional Arsenal pro agenda uh, fashion that you always like to do. Actually, I can I can see you and how surprised you actually were at yourself and the little fist bump you gave afterwards, and then Melissa looking like a deer in headlights staring straight into the camera at me. So I figured <laughs> well, I'm you sitting here. I'm sitting here doing and, bop, 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 so they know the music's going because the people on Zoom can't hear it. So you know what we like to call that? I didn't tell you what you wanted to hear, Sam. I told you what you needed to hear. Okay. Whatever you need to keep telling yourself there, Killer. I think Taylor in his intro is absolutely right. This show is like Malort for your ears. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all <laughs> podcast platforms. Be sure to uh, rate, subscribe, review, and uh, share with a friend, most importantly. Uh, definitely share with a friend. Uh, nobody's driving in the car right now, so people aren't listening to podcasts as much. Share a fucking podcast. Get more people to listen to it. Uh, should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Uh, sure. We are at DU Football Show on all the social medias. It's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. We also uh, have a Patreon that'll help keep the lights on during this pandemic. It's www.patreon.com backslash DUFootballShow. With multiple levels, you can support the show and a ton of bonus content um, if you should. And thanks in advance. Excellent. Or, as I always like to say, Sam, you could just zoom your happy ass in here like we have tonight with multiple guests. Uh, first off, we have local Newcastle supporter and improving emailer, Keith. Keith, how you doing, brother? <laughs> Good. I read that earlier. I, it made me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Well, you're up in uh, Baltimore, right? Uh, I live in Frederick, actually. Oh, no shit. How about that? Sammy uh, has a couple of accounts out in the Frederick world as well. Very good. Very good. So um, yep. Newcastle supporter, you know, it's just nothing but bad news. All right. And the other person we have here is the silky smooth pipes and uh, head of the Mobtown Magpies. And and arts fucking nemesis to Sam Graham. And fill-in co-host extraordinaire, <laughs> one Mr. Allen. Allen, how you doing, my friend? I'm pretty good, man. Thanks for having me back. You know, I can't. I can't really call you an arch nemesis Graham because I, you don't threaten me. Oh. 
Okay. Uh, you, set, you set it up on a tee for me. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. You, we'll see how this episode goes. That's that's <laughs> right, everybody. We're short for material. We're talking about Newcastle. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, tell people what we're drinking. So I am probably going to finish off the leader that I drank on the Zoom this weekend, uh, which is the Woodford Reserve Single Barrel um, from uh, that one of my stores actually selected. Mount Airy Liquors uh, bought a barrel of Woody. Uh, it is no age statement, but um, it is 45.2% by volume, so 90.4 proof. And I think Woody is aged no less than four years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this one was bottled um, on December 10th of 2019. Nice. I think they're yeah. a five-year. I think they're a five-year. There, there, there's no five age year, statement okay. on it. But once you, but actually, once you go over four years, it becomes a non-age statement. So you don't, um, by law, you're not required to put what the youngest whiskey in your bottle is. Um, that's right. basically based for the, the the small craft distillers who are, you know, doing one-year-old juice. Well, the consumer should know it's one-year-old juice. So, uh, how much that set you back? Uh, so this one ran me about 58 bucks, I think, for the liter. So not not horrible, um, especially because you get the other 250 ml and just kind of cool because it's a single barrel. So Yep. Uh, a lot of my, uh, for, for those of you guys that don't know, that's kind of my uh, one seed. I was a Woodford drinker within the second year of them producing the brand. I drank Woodford before I sold it. I drank Woodford while I sold it. I still drink Woodford today, even though I don't sell it anymore. That's been a... Uh, always tried and true for me so um yeah, it's it's bloody excellent yeah I mean, it's a perfect example of bourbon and uh that's one of your rye mash build bourbons where uh the comparative your wheat mash build bourbon would be uh maker's mark so think of it kind of like coke and pepsi why you have people who like woodford versus why they like makers that's kind of the reason wheat mash build versus why ma- rye mash build with the corn uh, myself i am drinking um bell mead cash strength single barrel this is uh, actually an award winner from a oh, uh, top 20 winner from the year 2018. This was number 10. Uh, this is based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I know uh, um, <clears throat> Andy and Charlie uh, really well, the Nelson boys. This is actually Nelson's Greenbrier is the name of the distillery that uh, that makes it. And uh, Mel perked up because say, Mel has met one Mr. Charlie Nelson took, on multiple uh, occasions. You took uh, my mom and I there on a tour. Yep, yep. And uh, oh, their pecan pray was it their praline cream? Mm-hmm. God damn, that's good shit. Yep. Uh, the uh, this this is clocking in at uh, 117.9 proof. Uh, considering barrel strength, so not cut with any water. I'm gonna run you about 89 on the shelf. And uh, fun fact about uh, me and Charlie Nelson: uh, the unfortunate uh, passing of um, of uh, mentor Dave Pickerel from uh, from Whistlepig. That day, I uh, drank an entire bottle of Whistlepig, barrel strength Whistlepig, and uh, talked to Andy. I mean, not Andy, Charlie, on the phone for about an hour. Both of us sobbing our eyes out. So two grown men on the phone across the country sobbing to each other. Um, Keith, what you drinking? What you sipping on? I'm drinking a Aces Pineapple Craft Cider. Very good. Mel's a big cider cider nerd, oh. too. You got a cider, don't you, Mel? I am. I am drinking Woodchuck Hard Cider. It's one of their seasonals. Pear Ginger. And uh, Alan, what you sipping on, gangsta? Oh, uh, I got what they call an English-style strong ale. <laughs> it's a collab between Oliver and uh, 
Union. Okay. Called Harrying the North. So I thought it was appropriate since we're talking about Newcastle. Yeah, very good. Oh, it's their uh, take on a Yorkshire Stingo, apparently. So it's pretty good. Uh, well, in both of those, both of those breweries are fabulous. Uh, Union, we've been to a couple of times. They make some great stuff. Really, really cool little layout too. Huge, huge fucking yeah. building. You know, massive. one of the original Yorkshire Stingos I sell, Samuel Smith's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They do some yeah, great. They still do it once a year, right? I'm sorry. Don't they just brew it once a year now? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah you, we barely get anything. Yeah, Union yeah. Craft has got a great um, event side, and they do a lot of concerts. And uh, we saw a bluegrass festival there once. Yep, they do that every year. And yeah. Oliver, good friends of mine, um, they're a little off the beaten path. That's not a tap room for necessarily <laughs> hanging. It doesn't have a bunch of activities, but it has some of the best beer in Baltimore. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And uh, for my beer, I'm sipping on a Gansett because my uh, idiot fucking liquor store guy doesn't want to carry Ice House for me and apparently doesn't like weekly repeat business. But that is a topic for another time. Uh, <laughs> boys, uh, virtual cheers. Let's have ourselves a great show, okay? Let's do it, guys. All right. Let's I have go. to hear that fucking story again. I swear to God. <laughs> I've, I've told everybody who doesn't want to hear it. Ten times. Um, all right. The dumpster fire that is uh, the Mike, Ackley, Mike Ashley ugh, ownership of Newcastle United could be coming to an end. But at what cost? Uh, the potential owners are the KSA PIF. That is the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. Kind of sounds like an oxymoron, like the Republic People's Republic of North Korea. Um which sounds like, uh, you know, it has a, I'm sorry, here, they have a proposed 300 million pound offer for the club. And besides the mix of joy and trepidation, what are we feeling like, boys? Alan, you first. Um, sure. Anxious at this point, uh, because it sounds like, I mean, from all accounts, we're close to something. So I don't know what that is. God only knows. Uh, so right now it's kind of sucks. I'm excited, but anxious. Got it. Keith? Yeah, similarly. I mean, from all accounts, it, everything is theoretically agreed to and just waiting on, you know, the the Premier League to approve it and such and cross, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's. It'd be nice if the, if the club actually came out and made a statement and gave, you know, supporters some kind of idea what the hell was going on. Why but, would Mike Ashley yeah. ever want to talk to the press? <laughs> Par for the course, yeah. Sammy, what do you think? So apparently there is a 17 million pound down payment uh, that uh, already has been paid. Yeah. Um, so it looks like uh, Mike Ashley also uh, uh, today was in London, um, apparently, and looks like talks are moving forward. Um, I don't know too much about the other thing, but in typical Mike Ashley fashion, there's an 11th hour bid that may scupper this deal. So I don't know much about it. We're not going to talk about that part, but if you've ever heard of clear TV, uh, in the U S here, a company based in Burbank, California, Henry Morris, apparently tossed in an extra 50 million quid to sweeten the deal and maybe take it from right out of the Saudi's feet, uh, under from the Saudi's feet and potentially create the next bin Laden. Um, uh, w one might debate that that Bin Laden has already been created. All right. So first, first question I'm going to throw to you guys and Keith will go to you first. And then, uh, Alan, you could follow up. Um, are you comfortable with a quote unquote 
public fund becoming an investment of a club? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't really have any problems with it. I mean, it's a very unique, it's a very unique situation. Um, and I know people, I know the Saudi regime and everything is pretty oppressive, but as a soccer, as a football fan, I, I don't really have any problems as to, as to them being the owner, if they're going to be good owners. Okay. Alan. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'd kind of have to agree. I mean, we could spout on for hours probably of other questionable ownership groups. Um, you know what I mean? But uh, for us and for me personally, I think as long as it's, you know, doing something towards the club for, in my eyes, the infrastructure, the training, the, the, the academy, things like that, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, I mean, I know there are some issues, but. Someone who will actually give a shit about the club, unlike Mike Ashley, put an investment yeah. into the club is what you're looking for ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sammy, I'm a little weirded out by this and I want to get your thought on it too. Just the whole, the, there is nothing public about this fund. Nothing. Unless they just literally no. oppressed their people and went to their door and went, all right, fucker, give me 20 bucks because this is how it's going to work. <laughs> like, um, I, I just, I love the, 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 the public investment fund. Fuck off. It's your rich ass oil money. Stop it. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, uh, we also have to bring up Sheffield United in this, right? <laughs> um, the difference is when I Google the Sheffield United owner's name, Nothing comes up for human rights violations with him specifically. When I Google this, this, uh, I guess you'd say gentleman, because I don't want to get killed. The Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, he, um, the CIA concluded that he actually ordered the killing of a journalist. Khashoggi. Uh, that journalist's fiance um, actually said that it would be a stain, uh, a grave stain, I think she said. Um, I've got her quote right here. Yeah, it would greatly stain the Premier League to accept money from this man, uh, basically. Uh, um, but he is the head of the uh, of the uh, the PIF. Ten so, days ago, about eleven days ago, they also um, executed, killed uh, a guy that was protesting their city. They want to build off on the outskirts. They're in the vision for 2020, and they're trying to clear out 20,000 residents to build their modern city. And they don't want to leave. So one of the leaders of the resistance just got shot resisting arrest or something. I mean, let's—he was transplanted. So, they moved him. To, they moved him to a nice. They moved him to a nice farm with a big yard so he could run all day and live out yeah, a great so that life. Just That's exactly so, what they did so to him. Part of this, part of this, where I—it's it, hard because you're right. Football's already been tainted with shit money. Um, this guy in particular already owns a club in Belgium, already owns, you know, uh, has other sporting interests, has, has financial interests here in the U.S. in both San Francisco and New York uh, as well, they, as well as many other business interests in London. They just bought 8.7% of Live Nation. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. So, I mean, so you're never going to go to a concert again? Never go to concerts again. Right. Well, I mean, oil, oil money is all over everything. And... The, it's it's been tainted for a very long time, um, uh, especially football more recently than than some other things. But you know, I just think the mouthpiece for this this consortium, which includes uh, two other pieces, I'm the mouthpiece for this is Amanda Stavely's aptly named PCP. 
Because <laughs> why the fuck not? I mean, yeah. Well, we're also all pretty much convinced when we talk about, uh, you know, shady owners. We, we can all agree here that uh, Abramovich has probably murdered a person with his hands, right? We're pretty convinced he's choked. He's he, Come on, he's a Russian oligarch. He's choked a yeah. motherfucker. We can all agree yeah, on that, at right? Least, at least one. <laughs> Definitely. At least one. <laughs> Definitely. And he might have even done it on orders from Putin. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, honestly... Um, uh, Abramovich would look at Ben Salman and call him a rookie. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right. So let's take, um, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to talk a little bit about the morality and then we'll go into the mouthpieces on the next question. So, uh, first and Sam, uh, we'll go ahead and throw it to you. Let you say what you want to say about it. And then we'll go to the boys. Uh, Amnesty International came out quoted saying the premier league puts itself at risk at becoming a patsy for those who want the glamour and prestige of premier league football to cover up the actions of what are deeply immoral and in breach of international law. Um, now, I had written, you know, do you think that the immoral actions of an owner portray on the league? I think we already kind of answered that. Um, why is this one the one that everybody's noticing then? If there's been blood money in this league before, if there's been blood money in businesses all over the world before, why is this the one? Is it because it's Newcastle? Is it because it's the fucking cunt Mike Ashley just selling to the highest bidder? Is it the fact that it is the man who ordered the hit on a fucking jur- an American journalist in another country and had him, let's face it, we all know the details, his body was cut into fucking pieces. Like, this is real deal fucking shit. What is it about this one that's putting, th- that, that there's the big magnifying glass on when all the others kind of get looked over? Sammy. So I think part of it has to do with the CIA themselves specifically saying that we believe that it was him that ordered this killing directly, where the Sheffield United owner, again, when I Googled it, nothing came up in terms of specific human rights violations by him, even though he is a prince in Saudi Arabia as well. Um, The the, uh, Sheffield United owner has also uh, started a paper company in this country where he made most of his money. So he's not necessarily tied to the royal family's oil money. Obviously, he used that to start up, blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But he does something different from the rest of the family. Um, so it, it seems to me, uh, also, and then also, besides that, there's fuck all going on. So why not, um, why not pinpoint this? We've got nothing else to fucking talk about. We're doing the same thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, Alan, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of different things. It's it's a slow news day, uh, <laughs> a slow news month. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's the club itself. It's there's always been some kind of controversy around Newcastle in some capacity for ages. Um, this is just adding on to it. It is the fact that it is Mike Ashley selling to the highest bidder, getting out when you know he's in trouble financially. Um, go ahead. No, 13 years specifically. Controversy's yeah. been around Newcastle for 13 years. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's been before that too. I mean, the, the Freddie <laughs> Shepherd days and the, you know, they come without their, their share of, of, of shit as well. So, you know, it, Newcastle has always been a polarizing club. Um, and I think now with the, it's who it is, it's the time that it's happening. And it, with the amount of money that is at stake in the top six, Clubs like Arsenal are nervous. And I, I will say it. Chelsea should be. 
the, you, you five, six, seven, you know what I mean? Those clubs are nervous. They know what Newcastle can be with the right investment. And, you know, people want to shy away from saying that, but I'll say it. I mean, Everton has, has spent good amount of money trying to get there. You know what I mean? We all know what the prize is and what the pot is that sits in that little, little pot of, <laughs> I was going to say, become another Everton just on the outside looking in. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> but it, everybody knows what's happening. The, everybody knows the climate of the league. And that's, you know, that's magnified this. And then with nothing going on, here we are. Very good. Keith, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I, again, I think this is just such a unique situation. It'd be like if the ruler of China was, if it was a familial thing and they had, $300 billion in wealth accumulated and we're buying a club there. The atrocities that Ch- Chinese government has put them to shame. So, you know, same thing if it was Putin's family or something like that. So it's, it's kind of a unique situation and they have so much wealth in that family that that's, that's, I think that's a big part of the reason it's drawing a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. Um, I wonder, which is I, not to justify or say that, that what they do is okay or anything. It's a repressive <laughs> regime. <clears throat> Very Sa- Sammy, you look like you were going to say something. Oh, I, I just I heard also on another show that apparently the Saudi diplomats to London are some of the worst ones that just say diplomatic immunity. They're drunk <laughs> driving all the time. They're doing like all sorts of bad shit down I, there. I can believe um, that. And that's just because they're free. <laughs> um, yeah, from my from my nightclub days in uh, in D.C. Um, now, this was not uh, Saudi. This was um uh, Persian, so Iranian and Iraqi, because they need to be Persian, not Arabic. If you call them Arabic, they get really fucking pissed. Um, where most Arabic people are like, yeah, whatever, call me. Yeah, if you called me Persian, I wouldn't care. Whatever, I don't give a damn. But um, in DC, in the nightclub scene, uh, it would always be um, a Persian gentlemen who would think that it's uh, okay to take their hand and completely slide it up the dress of the cocktail waitress and uh, pull a Donald Trump, as we all like to know, and then go, don't you know me? I am Prince blah, 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 as we would throw them down the stairs because the back stairwell doesn't have any cameras. <laughs> and that would very, very commonly be the issue. It wouldn't be, you know... Uh, brothers would be fine. The white boys would be fine. The Spanish boys would be fine. It was always the Persian boys who just thought, ah, you know, you're wearing a short skirt. Clearly, you want me to put my hand up there. So let me just go ahead and see what I can find. Yeah, that was very common. Are they famous? No, they weren't famous. Okay, apparently only works if they're famous. Yeah, but you know, no, no. But hey, you forget. You forget the most important thing. They would always say whenever they would do it. No, no, no! It is okay. It is okay. It is okay. We we're dancing. We we're dancing. We were dancing. I touch you when we dance. We dancing. It is okay. Yeah, I've had that happen at your nightclub. <laughs> yes, in exactly. front of you. Exactly. Um, I made a mistake. Actually, they only acquired five point seven percent of Live Nation, but recently <clears throat> the eight point two percent that would be Carnival Cruise Line. Oh, hell. <laughs> oh, great. They owned the boat Princess, which is what we're supposed to be going on in a year, maybe. Oh, we ain't well, going on that. <laughs> uh, I'm what? sorry, baby. We ain't taking no cruise now. Sorry. You might as well inflate it in gold. But speaking of American companies, um, they also have significant investments in Uber and Telsa. Tel- tel- t- t- Tesla. 
Well, it doesn't surprise me with Uber. I mean, the founding father, the founding man of that, uh, used to call his uh, his uh, guys' room the the ThinkPad. We're gonna be up in the ThinkPad, coming up with great ideas. Uh, go ahead, Sam. Bruh, bruh, <laughs> yeah, bruh. Up in the ThinkPad, bruh. Uh, hey, let's shotgun three Miller Lights first, and then we'll talk. We're gonna crush <laughs> the, uh, some white claws, man. Let's do this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you bring your thinking tank top? The um says the one man in a tank top as we're watching this zoom here. <laughs> it's not a tank, it's a cutoff shirt. It's yeah. like old basketball warm-up shirt. Sure things sun, sun's out, guns out, whatever you say. <laughs> That's right, baby. Um now what I was uh what I was gonna say was is like I said, you can't really get away from the the oil money um for the most part. But what COVID has done is drive crude oil down in a bidding war between the Saudis and Russians to negative money. We're paying them to take the shit back, essentially. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. And then, <laughs> on top of that, that 8.7 in, in cruise ships, they ain't fucking going nowhere. So by the time Mike Ashley actually walks down to the Bank of London with that check, it might not clear. Yeah, true. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the uh, quote-unquote mouthpieces here uh, that I was uh, alluded to earlier. As Sam mentioned, um, Amanda Stavely and the Rubin brothers have a 10% stake in the ownership. Um, do we think that this is really meant to be the mouthpiece and they're going to be the the front people kind of ahead of everything? They're going to be the people in the press conferences. They're going to be the people giving statements and let the, you know, the, the, the public investment fund be kind of a quiet uh, owner but writes the checks? Or is it the fact that Neither one of you Newcastle fans could see past the rager in your pants by the prospect of Kevin Keegan coming back and being part of the club again as an ambassador. First, let's go to Keith. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what I pictured was because, again, I think this uh, of the overall wealth, 300 million pounds to them is is it's pennies. So it's a minor thing that that gives them some exposure uh, but at the same time, they're going to have other people in the public eye. So they're just going to sit back and hopefully make, make some money on the club and, and, and hopefully build it. But uh, yeah, I don't think they, they plan to be the public face, I would imagine. So Alan, I saw your head nod in the air. It's because I could see the head of your penis hit the bottom of your chin <laughs> as it poked through the back of your skull. Uh, go ahead. Tell us your thoughts there. That's it right there. I'm making flips. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's that's obviously what it is. I think uh, Amanda, the PR uh, kind of end of things, and the and the Rubin brothers are wise. That I mean, all of them, the, the the pair of them know the North, the Rubin brothers and and, and Stavely, and I think the Rubin brothers already have significant investment in the city of Newcastle. I think this is just a, a vehicle for them to invest more and really do something. Like I said, that's why I think it's exciting. The prospect of what could happen with this group is what it what it. Do you feel like um, you know the Rubin brothers are maybe around to they 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 put in their initial investment, but they're going to try to buy more, buy more and more and more, and maybe kind of eventually make them you know make that uh investment fund kind of disappear. Um, I mean, it's it's entirely possible. I think if anybody disappears, it's Stavely. You know what I mean? She takes they might take her part portion of things, and she just walks away with a nice fat check, um, and then recycles and goes to make another deal. Um, but yeah, I could I, I know for a fact that I've seen a lot of articles. You know, 
that the Rubin brothers are interested and already have, like I said, invested in real estate in the city and in, and in the surrounding areas. So I think with this being another avenue for them in the north, you know, the academy is a perfect thing for them to build on and just keep on building. Yeah. And Sammy, I'll get to you in a second. With Stavely, it's, you know, she's exceptionally poised. She has experience in both, you know, uh, Arabic culture and money and investing with them and the football world. Doesn't hurt that she happens to be a very attractive middle-aged woman. She's right around my age. Like she, she's, she is exactly the mouthpiece you want for your football club. Like just, she's, she's, Good looking, charming, and knows what to fucking say, and is intelligent and can speak to it. That is exactly the mouthpiece you want. Oh, Sammy, you were about to say. Hold on, I'm googling Amanda Stavely's mouthpiece. <laughs> Alan, you probably, <laughs> Alan, you probably saw it on on Facebook too, but somebody posted something. Yeah, everyone's jealous because Newcastle is going to have the wealthiest owner and the most attractive owner. Right. Um, yeah, she's all right. There you go. The Indy um, by Barry Manilow. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be great. The Newcastle fans serenading her to Mandy. Ah, love uh, it. That's pretty good. Fucking um, love it. Uh, so what I was going to say on a serious note was it's a, a funny to hear you bring up that point, Alan, uh, about her being the one being bought, bought out. So PCP Capital Partners is a venture capital firm, right? So taking deals, investing, and then flipping would definitely be up her alley. That seems like something she would definitely be into. Um, and then the Rubin brothers are a real estate firm. One of the biggest things against Mike Ashley is investing in the facilities, um, the training ground, the stadium, uh, a lot of those things. So um, it's interesting that they have somebody looking to make a quick dime and then uh, a real estate firm actually being involved as well, uh, potentially. <laughs> to make those investments. Uh, somebody with a, a local knowledge, as you said, and with experience specifically in real estate. Um, I think that's, that's pretty cool. The concern I have, though, is, is um, again, just – and I, for, for me, this will kind of wrap it up unless Sam has more questions uh, for, for me specifically. The, I think these two people are here um, – basically to help pass the fit and proper persons test put forth by the Premier League. Uh, the Saudi, the, the difference here for me between Sheffield United and this takeover <laughs> is I think that is the personal property of that particular prince, Sheffield United, where, and again, I don't think he had specific allegations against him. The Saudi public investment fund is the Saudi government, technically, Really, it's the bank account of the royal family, but it's the Saudi government. That's the problem for me. That's what I can't get past. Also, the head of that fund has been accused of civil rights violations and has been accused of, um, of essentially a war crime. I mean, killing a journalist is, is – you never kill the messenger. Here's yeah. a that, fun goes fact. Back, that goes back to ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun that's fact. Why, that's why everybody hated Leonidas because he killed that Persian guy. Uh, apparently, the Saudi have uh, government has recently improved their image by outlawing public floggings, and will no longer be uh, issuing death sentences to minors. Well, how there about that? Hey, see, hey, you, you buy a foot, you buy a football club, 
and you right. start fucking By making way, things work. The journalist's name, Might- Jamal Khashoggi. Yes, Khashoggi. We mentioned him before. Might I say uh, baby steps? Yeah, there are reasonable people. Get it? No death penalty for minors? Yeah. Baby step? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, yes, the, Alan. The last, the, the last thing is, it just, it, ahead, I'm sorry, it just seems like it's a bit of sports washing. Yeah. Um, forget all the shit that I do, because look what I did for the city of Newcastle and how pretty and nice this is. No, you're, you're, I think you're 100% right. And, uh, you know, I w- will also be the one to admit that I think that is absolutely part of their plan here. Um, now my hope is that, and I think all of our hope is that maybe – integrating into mainstream Western culture somehow forces or dictates a change in their own culture. Uh, but, you know, we, we can only sit back and, and assume and hope and, and, and think about things like that. They are certainly uh, guilty of some, some heinous stuff, and I don't think anybody can overlook it. But likewise, why is the microscope here when it hasn't been elsewhere? Uh, I I. I do have to admit that if the shoe was on my foot, um, I'd be worried or concerned about the ownership coming in and who they are and not like them as people. But um, we've sat here and talked about it throughout each week on the shows where we talk about how the players should just keep their money and do their thing. Well, if somebody wants to come in with an injection full of capital for my fucking team, um, it's all green. I want your fucking green, you know? And you may be a piece of shit, but I want your fucking money, you know, and that. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the you know, we have a slumlord yeah. that, that owns Arsenal, you know, that that consistently hurts Americans. Well, now, think- the difference is I hate his guts, but, you know, Salman, Salman one day will die. Mm-hmm. He'll die. The CIA will kill him. Something will happen to him. He'll be dead and the club will remain. Yep. So while this is. I can have objections to it, but still support my team. You know what? I'm not buying a jacket, a sweatshirt, a pair of shorts every year anymore. I will buy our home shirt and that's it because I don't want to support that cut and give them any more money, mm-hmm. but I will buy my home shirt and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now there, there have been some fans who have come out and already said like, Oh, I'm not going to support the team anymore. But I also think that um, n- not negating what he, what, what, this man has done, but I do think it's a bit of a rash decision to hold it against your club, especially when you don't necessarily know the full stories behind everything. Although this does, I mean, let's face it with the mouthpieces and with their uh, overall investment, it screams. We're just trying to what, you know, whitewash this sport, wash this, um, which is something that um, also got brought up by uh, BN sports um president uh, has happened to mention to the prime in general that, uh, yeah, the Saudi government for the last three years has just been stealing all your intellectual property and doesn't fucking pay for your games at all. And now you're going to reward them by letting them buy a fucking club in the te- in the in the league. Yeah, you know, that that's gotta do. Do we think that this fixes things? Do you think the that that here's here's the the bigger question. Talking about green. Uh, first, I'll throw it to you, Alan. Do you think? that the league kind of going, eh, nothing to see here, you looky-loos. Let's go ahead and uh, slide this ownership group in is because they then know the Prem then has legs to go get a fucking television deal with the Saudis and with the Middle East. Do you think that that could be possibly a case as well, Alan? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever used me in sports or, uh, you know, you haven't had the unfortunate 
uh, occurrence of going down and having to watch every fifth game on BN Sports, but it's absolute fucking Qatari garbage. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I, if I was the Premier League, I'd be like, hey, Saudis, let's do this. We can cert- You already got a satellite. Let's just, let's just make it happen. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of money to be made here. Uh, and quite frankly, the Qataris are shitting themselves as well because guess, guess who PSG could run into? You know, yeah. In why five years, six years? You know what I mean? It, it's it's all about money. At the, I think my general statement is at at the top levels of money of 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 what we're talking about of owning a football club of these sizes in the Premier League. Shit, owning the Yankees, owning the Red Sox. Those guys' money ain't that clean. And somewhere along the line, the money gets dirty. They fucked over somebody along the way. Yeah, you don't get that much money without stepping on someone. So. Um, so, Sammy, so, uh, uh, hold on. I just want to say, by stepping on someone, do we mean the uh, the protester they killed two weeks ago? I mean, come on. We're acting like, you know, Khashoggi's death was a year and a half ago. All right, they're improving their image. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, on April 13th, they shot, the special forces shot and killed a protester that didn't want to leave his homelands. It's, st- I mean, it's still happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm frankly just shocked that you guys aren't more outraged by this like i said i i don't like that we have to be tied to that but me as a fan what am i to do am i supposed to stop supporting the team am i also supposed to ignore the fact that mike ashley was still has people on zero hour contracts asked for his employees to remain open when the country got shut down. You know what I mean? So you're asking me to, to now I got to pick because I hate this evil, but I like this evil. So now I'm a shit bag because of it. And I think yeah. that's, and I'm not saying that that's what you're no, saying to it, me. It's a, that's what it's a, a lot moral, of people are it's saying. It's a moral quandary. That's what a lot of people are saying to us as a fan base. And now it's because it's come on our shoulders. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're checks and balances for that. And, Clearly, those are corrupt enough to let things happen. So me as the guy who supports my team and has for 20-odd years, you know, 20 years, I, I'm the asshole that's got to turn away. I'm oh. sorry. I can't do it. Well, yeah. and, and like I said before, that Newcastle was here pre-this, pre-Ashley, pre-Stevens uh, uh, or whatever his name was. He was there pre-Newcastle was there pre-Kevin Keegan. Same way Arsenal's been around, you know, since 1886. I still support my team. Fuck Stan Kroenke, but I still support my team. Yep. Um, so, well, and then also, let's put this to some American terms, right? Um, let's say, you know what? Angelos, for the most part, has been a shit fucking owner. Yeah, great. Yeah, and that's the owner of the Baltimore Orioles. Great. They built the wonderful stadium, and while Cal was still there, the place was packed and the team was successful. And outside of that, the man has basically put nothing into the baseball club and he's made a lot off of it. And he's also made a lot off of the fucking DC team off of their fucking TV rights to get them in a real piece of shit, a Mike Ashley, if we were to call it, then suddenly somebody new comes along um, that eh, might be a little shady and wants to buy the, wants to buy the fucking Orioles. But the people of Baltimore, let's face it, the charm city. It's a blue collar fucking town. It's a town that fucking really lives and loves their fucking sports. And suddenly someone wants to come along and actually take care of the fucking club. What do you expect their fans? How do you expect their fans to react? They're like, please come take care of us. We get shit on all the fucking time. Like, 
be good to us. Um, Keith, what do you think about that? Well, again, the reason that this is different is the owner is a head of state. Again, if every country has done shady stuff to their citizens, I mean, even in America, oh god, yeah, you have all kinds of crazy shit that went down. If if George W. Bush was buying a, a team, you know, a lot of countries call him a war criminal as well. So. If, if it's because he's a head of state that makes it completely different from everybody else. <laughs> okay. Well then, then here's a question I posed to all three of you and I didn't have this one written down and then we'll get to more of the make fun shit. Um, Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, do, do we feel okay about basically a government owning a team in the prem? Now I know that there's, you know, Leagues in Colombia are owned by cartels and, you know, places in Russia are owned by oligarchs. I get all of that. I get all of that. But, but, this is the Premier League. This is one of the big five leagues. This is one of the largest sports leagues in the world. Are we okay? Let's think about this on NFL terms. If suddenly Saudi Arabia wanted to buy the fucking Las Vegas Raiders and own the Raiders. Would the Jaguars. Would we kind of yes, close? You mean the London Jaguars? Um, are we okay? First, first I go to um to uh, Sam. Are we okay with a government owning a team in a big, legit, real deal sports league? Well, um, there is precedent for this, um especially in Spain. Real means royal. And all of the teams with Real in front of their name were at one point or another, some of them at the same time, owned by the king, um, which in a monarchy is the fucking government. Okay. Um, Silvio Berscaloni in Italy, while being the president of Italy, owned AC Milan, sold it to a Chinese shell company that no one seems to know if it exists. <laughs> Uh, made a boatload of money somehow, and then now an American hedge fund owns them, and they breach financial fair play again. So who like? There's corruption all over this. Um, the the big thing is none of us are privy to be part of the one percent. The one percent seems to be able to look past all of this shit. Don't know what you're talking about, why, Graham. I'm independently wealthy. Go ahead. Which which is why say the British government. Right, still accepts an envoy from Saudi Arabia. All right, uh, Alan, your thought? I mean, fundamentally, I kind I don't like the idea, but you know, it, it like Graham said, it's 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 happened, and we're, we're we're just, I think, at the end of the day, we're nitpicking over shady stuff amongst billionaires. <coughs> and fair, fair uh, enough, fair enough. That, uh, honestly, that's the point of this week's show, Sammy. Uh, Sammy, go yeah, ahead. Do you have I, a I retort? Got, I, got, I have one more thing. and um, The fifth time yes, he said I, that. Well, hold on. Let's I, Just in terms of the, the human rights stuff, I premise this by saying I completely agree that there should be some sort of international standard of how to treat human beings. I don't, you shouldn't kill journalists. You can't rape people. Like there's, it's, there's, the bar's pretty high there. Unfortunately, right? that world doesn't exist. What I'm saying is... is what they're being accused of is happening within their own borders, and it's been that way for centuries. 
Except for Kashigi, that not, was in Turkey. I'm not saying who are we to tell them what to do, but it's not like this shit hasn't happened before, and it's not like none of these governments have ever not bought shit from them before, have they? You drive, I drive, <laughs> we got fucking gas stations, we're totally relying on fossil fuels. We've got money, you know, all tied into that region. So who who are we, the five of us, to sit here and say what that 1% does, you know? Um, okay, so very good. Uh, Keith, I'm going to throw something to you on uh, more of a lighter note. Um, just wanted to say that uh, Mike Ashley flew back, uh, back to London today from Miami. No question. Just wanted to put it out there during a national fucking pan international fucking pandemic. Your owner just was in fucking Miami. What the fuck? Why not? Let's go cold chill in Miami and uh, pop pop bottles of Chris and you know just do our shit. That's and lay off all my employees. <laughs> Look, he's hanging on the beaches. I, I think most Newcastle fans, they if if he caught it, nobody would shed a tear for him. <laughs> say, yeah, right, way to go! Dude. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I mean, I mean, Alan, he did. I mean, let's face it. He did take the uh, the furlough uh, scheme from the um, from uh, from the English government clearly to pay for his trip to uh, Miami. Right. (laughs) You know it, buddy. (laughs) But but don't worry. Don't worry, everybody. He will have an all you can eat buffet, which, by the way, buffets are going to go away after all this whole covid thing. Um, He's going to have an all you can eat buffet for all the employees that are, quote, out of work right now and let them all catch it together. Hold on one second, Mel. I know what he was doing. What was he doing? Uh, Kraft had recommended him a massage parlor. (laughs) (laughs) Probably true. Probably very true. (laughs) Check out the producer with the fucking zig. Beautiful. All right, so that's the best joke of the night. So this is actually the most serious question. And first, I'm going to pose it to you, Alan, and then Keith to you as well. This is this is real. This is Kraft does pasta too. (laughs) He does Uh, very good, Sammy. He got wanked and had unlimited macaroni (laughs) in the back. Oh, Mike Ashley was in fucking heaven. Except for Bob Kraft owns Gillette, which is razors. But nice try. Anywho, let's go ahead to the next question. Whatever. I got let's Alan. I got Alan. Good. That was let good. The, oh, let man. the joke live. Let the joke live. <laughs> last name's crap. Mac All right. Cheese, bro. So here's here's the real real. The real real. The little pit in your gut that's hurting right now is this question right here. You've read this question and you know it. You know it. Is Mike Ashley just having a go at all of us? This way, when he doesn't sell the team, he can look at all of you Newcastle fans and go, I could have sold the club to a bunch of fucking murderers, and I didn't because (laughs) I love you, and I'm looking out for you. The money just wasn't, you know, it was so much money, but I said, no, no, I have morals. I have fireplaces to throw up in and I care about you, Alan, you faithful fucking supporter. You know it's coming. Are you ready for it? Uh, No, I'm not. I'm not ready at all. Like, I might I might walk away at that point in time. <laughs> don't I'm not, I think a lot of people don't, might. Don't kill but yourself. hey guys, think, think about this though. If, if the Saudis were willing to donk somebody <laughs> off just for being a little critical of them, what do you think they would do to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, we're, hey, we're to- shaking hands on a deal, and all of a sudden, yoink? 
I don't think they'd take too kindly to that. Mike Ashley might f- wind up in a suitcase. He might get some uh, Korean poison fucking oh, handshake that, touch you know shit. What? That's what he might end up getting. That would be. He might get one of them Saudi scorpions down the uh, old fireplace to jump in his throat, stab him in the tongue there. Yeah, man. That that actually would be the best case scenario, and you all could just wipe your hands of everything. I think he already tried to do it. Mike, and- Mike Ashley pulls out. They kill him. The Premier League says, well, you killed him, so you can't operate here. That's no good. Yeah. And then Amanda Stavely just owns the club, and she and has then- to sit there and choke down all her losses. Actually, Save better yet. got it in. Yes. Sells, sells them to the previous previous Sunderland owners. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Alan, Alan, block out all the you noise. All, you know Alan, all the talk is what's that? You know, you know all the talk is that uh, the 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 Mackums, the noisy neighbors, would be delighted to have Mike Ashley buy Sunderland. <laughs> he would get them up and invest and run the club, get them back to the Prem where they belong. Yeah, um, they might be back in the Championship. They might be all good. You know, yeah, maybe, probably not. So, um, so Alan, block out, block out all the noise. It's just you and me here, brother. Just you and me. Yeah. Seriously, Ashley's gonna fuck you over, right? You know that, yeah, right? right? Yeah, He's so probably. gonna fuck you over. Yeah. He's just gonna fuck you over so hard. Are you ready for it? I mean, do you have like yeah. the super size bottle of KY? Because it's coming, man. It's going uh, right yeah. in, man. You are getting fucked. I'm, uh, I'm chugging Malort. And then uh, I'm going to just jump off my roof. That's it. That's all how right. it's going to end. So final question for the segment, and then we'll get into uh, prediction time and all that good stuff because we have already run an hour just about doing this. Um, <clears throat> all right. So if the current Newcastle situation is the uh, dumpster fire, what will we call the new incarnation of Newcastle? I would like to go first, and then I throw it to Keith. Um, I'm going to go with weapons of mass destruction is what we're going to call them. <laughs> Keith, you go ahead. Uh, I'm thinking the, 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 the great, the great generation or any, any trophies at all. Uh, this being wonderful. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, who's, is it me? Yeah, it's you. Hmm. I, uh, I, I would probably call it the camel clutch. So once they get their hands on you, <laughs> fill the trophy cabinet. <laughs> love it, Iron Sheik. Love it, Sammy. What um, do we call them? I would, I would say RPP. That way, you can get the shake down there with the FA Cup in the center circle, screaming you down with RPP. Yeah, you know me. Yes. Uh, rape, rape, pillage, and plundering. <laughs> RPP. Very good. On the crest, I saw a new draft of it. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you've already seen the uh, the new uh, jerseys, the long jerseys, like you know, yep. like the Arab garb. Yeah, that, that's very good. <laughs> yes. yeah. Definitely uh, been seeing yes. that one too. Everyone's getting Puma Puma headwear. Uh, it's gonna be nice. Well, and you everybody's know what? getting an actual Puma. Yeah, also true. Don't they all and, own big cats over there? And They're the, getting from Carol Baskin. And the best news of all, as we finish this out, is um, you know what? Now all Newcastle fans will have a reason to cover their face. Ooh. Nice. Now it's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Oh boy! So, Sammy, how'd your bet go? I fucking hit it again. 
The fucking sluts. They're the on a fucking roll. I know. It's like I'm back in high school, right? <laughs> the sluts keep coming. No, they don't. Uh, we're referring to back to your high school days. No, we're not. No, no, no. no the sluts only you pretend. Back, you know me back in high school, bro. Didn't know you back in high school. Heard, bro. Look, look, look at him um, with with the tank top going, bro, bro. You didn't know me back bro, in the house. I used no, to no. slay, man. I used to fucking slay. All right. So, uh, I, what's your bet this week, killer? Uh, so it's coming in at a plus seven hundred. We're gonna keep on the sluts train <laughs> away to Dinamo Minsk. Uh, over two and a half goals, sluts to win at seven hundred plus seven hundred. Okay, so gotta win by two. They're uh, still top of the table, right, Slusk? Yeah. Very nice. I know. The yeah, names are fabulous, so. aren't they, Alan? <laughs> I just hear Alan chuckling in the background because all you do is be like, he said sluts. <laughs> no, it's sluts. Yeah, I see that. Day. Yeah. They're <laughs> awesome. Uh, don't worry. There's also, uh, there's not just one, but two clubs with the name Breast. Really? And Dynamo. Breast. <laughs> 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 yes, it's pretty there fucking are two brilliant. Breasts, you're saying? Yes, there are. Oh, and don't worry, boys. Taylor oh, talks all about the pair of breasts in his bet. <laughs> that definitely happens. Though, so, um, now, unfortunately, we got to kids. We're gonna have to kind of um, walk a friend of ours, a close personal friend of ours, off the ledge because. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. By the way, Sam, let it be noted, I'm not a complete tyrant. I printed the fucking email, so suck there my balls. Go. And there I we still go. can't read it very well. Um, <laughs> the title of this one for Pat is Depression Setting In. Okay. Even though going five of eight on blind picks, betting up a hun- uh, betting, uh, being up $149 on last week's bets, would make most people feel great, but it's fucking depressing. Wish I could come in here and give you more bets realistically that I would never take. Just, I I like making a big bet on an underdog and I like making money and I like where it goes. But I don't know what's worse, losing $200 or not winning 100. Everyone be safe. I hope things get better. But I got no bets for you this week because there's just nothing to bet on. I'm sorry. So he Man. busted his load last week on all the games, bet every single game, and it gave our degenerate gambling friend no joy. And he had now, to draw. I want to know, and did he, he actually had to draw- call Gamblers Anonymous? I, I don't know. going to have to have a conversation with him. I mean, he had the draft this weekend. Come on. Let, let's face it. I don't know about all you. I know the following. One, I really like draft shows. And two, it was the only live sporting event in the last two months. I watched every fucking hour of the draft. It was on my TV playing. And, and, and I was sitting on the couch watching every fucking moment of it. Because all I was just doing going... Thank God, sports. There's sports in front of me. Holy shit, there's sports in front of me. But uh, I'm a little, I'm a little, 
I'm a little scared for you. Yeah, you didn't watch any of it because, you know, you're un-American. Uh, I hate drafts. Keith, Keith, you watch the draft? No, uh, like Graham, I watched zero of it. I had no interest at all. Well done. Okay, Plus, you're horrible. By the way, let me let me let me let me let me talk to somebody else who actually cares. Alan, did you watch any of the draft? Because I know you did. I know you did. We're kindred spirits, first, brother. I watched the first five picks and then I turned it off and then I watched the Ravens pick. Oh, you're killing. So me. yes, but not really. All of you all can fuck off. Seriously. It's way more dude. No, hold on. Let me make a point here. It's way more exciting when it's a live draft. I was watching a fuck I was watching myself work every day. I was a fucking Zoom conference. Nah, I was good. That was boring as fuck. I found it to be a great episode of MTV Cribs Coach Edition. <laughs> I also like how many black mothers snatched young white girls off their son's laps when they got <laughs> Uh, I don't know if anybody noticed any of that, but there was a lot of... B- bitch, get out. He's rich now. He plays, he plays the, for the fucking Tennessee Titans, goddammit. Like, I, I, I also saw, Sammy, real quick, I also saw Mamas, because I watched all of it, and you did not. Um, I watched Mamas snatch a lot of phones out their son's hands, also snatched a lot of hats out of their hands. Be like, no, 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 you don't wear that Saints hat until you've been called by the coach and told you playing for the Saints. And then you can put that hat on. You don't put that hat on until they give you the money, motherfucker. Period. <laughs> yeah. Did you all see the meme floating around from uh, the movie? Um, I think I think it was Get Out. The the black guy sitting on the couch and the white girl sitting on his like on his back with her arm around him. <laughs> it said every fucking living room for NFL draft <laughs> before the coaches made the phone call. Yeah. And there was uh, there was definitely a dude. I can't remember who it was. May, uh, Houston, you might know. But he was sitting there and he had two phones and he answered the one phone, which was him getting drafted. And he was listening. And his girl took his other phone out of his hand and he went ah, ah, and grabbed it out of her hand very forcefully. <laughs> he was like, nah, that's the whole phone. You can't have it. You can't let, it, can't let, it, let her find out about the side piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So yeah. that that meme is fabulous. But again, as someone unlike all of you who watched the entire draft and understands the draft. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stand on my fucking pedestal right now. Give me my moment. <laughs> Fuck off, Graham. Um, <laughs> it was actually, it was his sister that took his phone. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I mean trust me. Trust me. It would be so much better if it was his girlfriend that grabbed that phone and he's just like, bitch, you ain't looking at that fucking phone. Don't, uh-uh. don't let the uh-uh. don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. If right? you want so- <laughs> it, look 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 at the how my wife is doing the point to her nose saying that you're spot on. Mm. Um but but like that that's totally the um darling, if you would like to be an NFL wife, you need to not be concerned about the shit I'm gonna do from time to time that doesn't involve yeah. you later on in your life. You're going to get half this shit right now. You're going to let this shit happen. <laughs> well, listen, let me tell you back my phone. <laughs> let me tell you something. That was his girlfriend and Robert Kraft definitely owns that macaroni company. There we go. So fuck off. They're good <laughs> stories. Good jokes. Eat a dick. Okay. There was uh, another phone bit. Um, Wisconsin. I think one of their draftees, uh, hit decline on the coach's call, apparently. <laughs> like he was on with somebody else's agent and didn't recognize the number and hit decline, and it was them. And then they had a momentary freak out of what that might mean. It, it all <laughs> worked out. Uh, there was uh, there's a Redskins pick, uh, fourth round uh, 
receiver out of um, Liberty. I, forgive me for not remembering his name, but apparently they did a little piece on him. Um, he figured out the Rubik's Cube in one minute and nine seconds. And uh, they asked him, like, um, you know, how did you do that? He goes, well, I read the instructions. Don't you read the instructions? Apparently was a gymnast, was his first sport. Um, started learning how to bowl two months before the draft and threw, had already uh, bowled a 300. Um, and was starting to learn how to play the guitar and golf. And uh, the GM was quoted as saying, a lot of players are going to be pissed because this guy is going to uh, hit fades and get birdies in three months, and they're all going to wonder how the fuck did he do it? And all I do is I see this piece on this guy, and I just go, I mean, he's going to suck as a football player because he went to Liberty, but I really like the story. <laughs> He'll learn about yeah. failure playing for the Redskins. <laughs> Why, yes. <laughs> yes, he will. Well, hey, the, the last piece on the draft that I want to bring up for real That you is- didn't watch? We'll, it, it really isn't about the draft itself. It's about somebody receiving draft picks uh, and, and how much cheating went into it. The New England Patriots traded a retired player for two draft picks. How the fuck does that happen? Yo, Bill Belichick has been Bill Belichick and since Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. I just need you to know I, that. Tell me about <laughs> yes. it. And I know where Bill Belichick's mom lives, and I'm about to throw fucking – I'm about to throw a goddamn broom through the spokes of a wheelchair. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got one more bet to get to. With this, we have Big Sam's Proxy, Taylor's Luck of the Week. That is right, Samuel Graham. I have spent money on production for Taylor before I have spent money on production for you. I hope that hurts your heart. You're shaking Does your it. head no, but I know, I know you'll be crying in your pillow tonight. Hey, boys. I re- well, I knew our woo, breast boys would have their hands full this week. Get what he's saying? Uh, while nah. Kagistan's second, second, because we all know Borat's his first favorite son, second favorite son, um, failed to make a sexy time win in the back of the net. Uh, they are encouraged, though, as the signs of breast remain and secured a draw. Unfortunately, that leaves me down 100 United States dollars. While Rue had a rough go, it was worse news for Dynamo Breast as they got beat 2-0 at home by Shakator. All this fucking pronunciation is really fun. Um, that leaves them sagging near the relegation zone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's early, so if they get the proper support and push together, they may be all right. At this point, the easiest way to pull my results out of the negatives would be to attach myself to one of the league's better sides. I could easily hop on the sluts bandwagon. Uh, I mean, train. But no, never. I would rather latch onto a pair of breasts. And since I do not want one uh, since I do not want one breast to get envious of the other, this week's bet is for a two-breast parlay. See what he's doing there, boys? It's all about the yes. breasts. <laughs> um, I don't think they need it explained, Sam. I, it just <laughs> makes me giggle, so shut up and hit the mute button. Say All the fucking mute buttons. Say button. boobies. So much boobies. Mute button. <laughs> you can't say boobies without giggling. It's apparently what she believes. Do not unpress that fucking mute button. All right, so find my place here. 
Um, you were saying the manager of FC push-up brawl is betting on two breasts. Rip Breast hosts uh, uh, Gordonia and Dynamo Breast travels to bottom of the table, Belashina. I expect Rip Breast to keep their shape, not let uh, Gordania nip a game winner, and thus I secure a draw. I just love watching Graham laugh his face off with all, all of his face in the microphone of the Zoom. Um, and my face is for the, the, the camera, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah. The zoom, the zoom. <laughs> you said microphone. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> and for Dynamo Breast to put in a perky performance and secure all three points against Belashina. If I'm right, my hundred wins me $474. And if I'm wrong, well, it won't be the first time I've lost money over chasing a couple of pair of breasts. Thanks again, boys. Taylor. <sighs> Very well written. Very well done. Taylor gets snaps. Good job, Taylor. Keith, you taking notes on how to write a fucking email? I <laughs> <laughs> were long-winded. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his were his was witty and funny and clever. Yeah, and he also tickles Sam's balls every chance he gets. I mean, <laughs> so, it, it is also very important that you rub my ego. That's really important. Got to do that. I'll so keep that in mind. Excellent. So uh, no, do you talk? Of course, because we're not playing any indoor soccer. And if we were, we'd be fucking flogged for it if we lived in Saudi Arabia because we're adults, not minors. Sammy, any parting words? I do. Uh, two things. Um, this past Saturday, uh, you weren't on the Zoom call, most of you, so <laughs> you don't know. This past Saturday was the 16th anniversary of Arsenal winning the league of White Hart Lane in 2004. <laughs> um, a spot in which uh, Tottenham commemorated with a nice plaque there on uh, one of the uh, concourses. Uh, number one, Number two. Arsenal-colored glasses. Uh, yep. Number two. Uh, there's a new set of Arsenal-colored glasses as the DU family is getting bigger. Uh, that's right. My boys can swim. I'm having a bit ba- Again, still, I have a daughter already. You all know that. Uh, having a baby in October. So, that's yeah. Nice. Yeah, all the snaps. Thanks, guys. Alien fucking snap, Alan. Oh, You're- sorry. Good, good for you, Sam. Your dick works. Well done. Yeah. No, dick still works. That's the key. Um, the 30s haven't done that much of a number on me yet. Uh, my liver, on the other hand, is a fucking train wreck. Um, but yeah, having a baby in October. So uh, there you go. October, you said? October 29th is the due date. Yeah. Just in time. Oh, the 30th we'll get, is my son's birthday. We'll get him a nice new silk tune top. Be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, well, we're gonna be wearing silk when this oil money comes in. Even <laughs> I, I was gonna I didn't think you could make a Newcastle shirt look any worse than making silk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I mean his daughter was an Everton supporter. There's photographic evidence of that. And yeah. then also a you Liverpool gave a three-year-old and, a wand, you cunt. And then a Liverpool supporter, which there is audio proof of that. And now apparently she likes uh, Arsenal like her daddy. But I'm just saying she liked two other clubs before that. I got a little uh, parting words here for you, Sammy. 
Uh, today's All a very right, special hear, day. Let's, let's hear what you got there, big fella. Um, because um, my team's exceptionally mediocre and can't win a Premier League. We have to uh, thrive off of the anniversaries of the failures of our opponents, which would be six years ago today. One Mr. Steven Gerrard, who apparently doesn't walk alone, but he slips on his own perfectly fine, slipped and fell against Chelsea as fucking Liverpool at that point had a seven-point lead on the Premier League and was destined to win it as he slipped and fell and Dembaba ran by him and scored. That was the first of two goals. And then the very next week, all they needed to do was score and score and score. I'm sorry, they didn't have a seven-point lead at that point. At that point, they were already down to a three-point lead. Um, they had a seven-point lead at the start of April. But the very next week, they go to Crystal Palace, and all they need to do is just win and win by a lot. And they're up three to nothing in the 94th minute. And then in eight minutes of magic, Kristen Bull happened, and we saw a 3-3 draw. And I'm just joyed while uh, we are dealing with all this bullshit to know that that fucking cunt slipped and fell on the ground and didn't win a fucking Premier League title. Last year, they went to Goodison, drew, and lost the fucking Premier League title. And this year, an international pandemic is going to make sure that they don't win. And if they do win, it won't be fucking recognized or anybody will give a shit about it. A fucking Premier League title. Yay, Everton. Um, <laughs> you know, can I just say uh, to uh, your boy that was on the Zoom Saturday, what's his name? Uh, Rich. Rich. Uh, Russ, Evan, all of our Liverpool supporting friends. As Josh. we celebrate this, Josh, yeah, this most glorious of anniversaries. Um, I want to also take the time because it's made to remind you of 1989 because <laughs> uh, I can and I'm a cunt. Um, but the key part of the motto is you'll never walk alone. Once you stop walking, you're fucked. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, Keith, thank you very much for joining us, brother. Um, anything you want to plug or uh, just, hey, I'm a jackass that likes Newcastle? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, rude. pretty much it. <laughs> It's not rude. It's not rude because I know you actually fucking like have a podcast. So I'm trying to fucking give you some props there, Jack off. All right. Well, then fuck your podcast and fuck you. No, <laughs> no, Alan, Alan, bye. No, uh, thanks for having Bro- me. Okay. Brother from another. I'm, Love I'm, to have I'm, you, man. You guys, I was I was really ecstatic when you guys brought this up. So thank you for doing it. Mel, you're better than both of them. Uh, just say, so uh, Alan Keith. It was incredibly mediocre, but thank you for coming. I mean, <laughs> I I know you were, but that's what we expect. <laughs> we we don't want to we don't want to make the other podcast look bad. So the bar is here for you, man. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, I mean, Alan, as, as if I go ahead, I was saying if I ever lose one of these two, you know, you're my first call. You got it. I'm here for you. Uh, but yeah, as Houston said, I do have a podcast. Uh, it is some local sports, but there are no sports. So it has turned into jibber jabbering and uh, drinking beers while on microphone. So follow us, uh, 410's podcast. That's 410's podcast at on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then 410's podcast at gmail.com for email. If you want to shoot us some questions, some nudes, whatever. 
We're, we're accepting. Some nudes. <laughs> Houston will send you a you, shot of his balls. You, you just opened that door, brother. You are about to get a shot of my balls. That is coming. I don't run the email, so go for it. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, uh, speaking of uh, just talking about jibber jabberish, uh, we're about to do uh, injury time, which is just uh, more show. And uh, typically, we would preview the games, but there are no fucking preview. There's no games to preview, so we're gonna go ahead and just. Uh, I'd say more show that you have to pay for. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna yeah. uh, finish up all of our Q and A from our, our Patreon listeners. They uh, sent some pretty good questions last week, and uh, apparently Mel held back a couple of really good ones for this week. So, nice. Sammy, uh, how do people check out our Patreon? Sure. Just again, we're at the football show on the social medias, the football show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And the Patreon is www.patreon.com backslash do you football show. It's P a Patreon, right? P a T R E O N.com. PG County English works for Sam. All right, everybody till next week. Arrivederci.